How do you know if you're a people pleaser? Well, you're probably exhausted from doing so much for other people. You're probably ready for it to be your turn, and yet you feel guilty and selfish if you wanna do something for yourself. If you can relate to that, stay tuned. I'm Brenda Florida, Certified Life Coach, and I've got a full solution for you, and we talk about different aspects of that every episode of Liberate Your People Pleaser from emotional intelligence skills to practical coaching tools. We use my own framework I created called the Solve It Method. And I have guests on from time to time to share their expertise with you as well. So you are in the right place at the right time being exactly who you are. And now join me for this episode of Liberate Your People Pleaser. Hello, everyone. Well, if you're listening to this on the day it's released, it is Mother's Day. So I'm happy to come to you on this Mother's Day. And I wonder if it's a complicated day for you. There are many, many of us who didn't exactly get everything we needed out of our mothers. And even though I hope that you have come to the sort of internal piece that I have that, you know, I mean, I know my mother loved me very much. And I love my mother very much. And so there's no question about that. And I know that I did not get many things that I needed as a little girl. And I know that I had many responsibilities emotionally for my mother that were not appropriate for me. So there were a lot of things that were harmful for me about my childhood. And of course, things that were loving. Now, you may be even completely estranged from your mother, and that's okay too. You are in the right place at the right time, <laughs> being exactly who you are, which as you may know, is one of my favorite things to say, because it's so true. Where we are right now is exactly where we need to be. And being who we are right now is exactly who we need to be. And part of the journey is really learning how to become our own ideal mother. Because even if your mother was fantastic, there's always things you know that they fall short on. All mothers are human. I'm a mother, I'm human. I know I failed my children in many ways and passed down plenty of dysfunction to them. So no judgment here, no shame here. It's just part of the journey that we all need to cultivate this inner ideal mother, this inner ideal feminine figure. And if you don't even like to refer to her as a mother, like that's fine if you don't want to think of it that way. Um, if your mother's, if your relationship with your mother is too painful, I don't tend to do it with my father. My relationship with my father was much more painful. We'll get to that on Father's Day. And I don't tend to think of it as an, as an ideal dad. I think of it as an ideal masculine. So if you want to just think of it as an ideal feminine, or if you don't even like the feminine and masculine, you know, for all our non-binary folks and um, people who just don't like relating to things uh, in the feminine and masculine way, that's cool too. The point is, you need to find your own way to having that ideal nurturer, that ideal figure that you can go to sort of mentally, emotionally in your imagination that will comfort you, that will always be with you, 
that is never critical of you, even when you know you know you've taken a misstep. They, while they're not exactly sugarcoating it, right? Like I'm, as a ideal nurturer, I wouldn't just say, "Oh, sure, honey, everything you did was great." No, I might say, "Yeah, you know, wouldn't do that again," and you were doing the best you could. Or next time, let's think about doing it this way. But it, it lacks all that judgment and shame that our external representations of mothers and fathers and family and friends often take. And that then we give ourselves, right? It's not just that somebody outside of us might be judgmental or shaming. It is that we take it on and we repeat that to ourselves. Because actually, if you think of it, if somebody is critical of you or even shaming, if it's not something that you are also shaming and critical about towards yourself, it just kind of bounces off of you. Like it might piss you off. You might not like it, but you tend to just brush it off because you know, it's not true. So it doesn't get to you. The stuff that gets to you is the stuff that you're afraid is true. The stuff that you're telling yourself might be true about you or that you're shaming yourself about or judging yourself about. And so then when somebody else does it too, it's extra stingy. So what we're doing here is cultivating this part of ourselves that is the way the divine sees us, which is totally in our humanness because we are <laughs> and has no judgment for us. So the divine has this beautiful way that it combines the, yeah, let's not do it again that way, again, and I'm not judging you for it. It's okay. You're doing the best you can all along the way. And so that's what I think of when I think of an ideal mother, if I call it that, is that loving aspect of my, really, it's already in me, that inner divine that is always loving and supporting me and helping me move to the next highest expression of myself. So what would I do next time? Okay, I didn't really like the way I handled that this time. So what do I wanna do next time? And it's absent all that judgment and shame. So it's very quick to sort of get over, get past something, even if we totally you know, lost our shit, we can get past it and move on to getting back to our grounded, you know, loving wise selves when we don't judge and shame ourselves. So that's really the ticket is dropping that shame and that judgment. We've been cultured into believing, especially if you grew up in any sort of religious background, that it's that judgment and the fear of shame or the infliction of shame that's going to keep us from doing something quote unquote wrong again, that keeps us on the straight and narrow. Gosh, if I was, you know, as if, if I wasn't worried about offending someone, I would just say offensive things all the time. No, that's not true because that's not who you are. And so that I offended somebody today doesn't mean I've done something wrong. And if I did say something that I regret saying, you know, because it was offensive to me, basically, um, then I can apologize for that and move on. And the faster I can move on without shame and judgment, the more likely I am to actually not repeat it again. 
So I really encourage you today to take this day and whenever you're listening to it, it doesn't matter if it's not on the U.S. Mother's Day calendar, because that's only in the U.S. anyway. And I know that many of you are listening from around the world. So whatever day it is for you, take a few minutes to really tap into to try You might just try to conjure up an image. It could be an animal if you don't like relating to the, you know, mother idea or a, a divine feminine idea. It could be your spirit animal, right? It could be something in nature. It could be a tree, a flower, the ocean, whatever you want it to be. But just imagine, create for yourself an actual imagining, something you can anchor to. Oh, it's a giraffe. It's a panther. It's the ocean. It's whatever is this ideal nurturing being that represents this inner part of myself that is always there for me, always waiting to come home, right? Like that's kind of an archetypal uh, mother energy and story is no matter how long the kid's away, the mom's home waiting for them, you know, with open arms. And so it's that kind of energy that you can never actually separate yourself from. It is always there waiting for you to return, waiting for to put its arms around you, to love you, to nurture you, to make that hot bowl of soup, to, you know, put a warm blanket on you, draw the hot bath, whatever it is that will be nurturing and feel very um, caretaking of you. It's always there, it's inside of you. And while we can get fixated on wanting other people outside of us to do that for us, the truth is we all have what it takes to do it for ourselves. And when we can do it for ourselves, then we have the power and we're not dependent on someone else's ability to do that. Sure, it's nice as an addition to me being able to do it for myself to have people outside of me. I can go to friends, family, maybe my actual mother, you know, could be a spouse, whatever, because these, um, the way I'm talking about these roles, sorry, there was a loud airplane going overhead. Uh, it's not really about them being embodied in a person that identifies as a male or female gender because we all have these qualities. It doesn't matter whether we express ourselves as non-binary, whether we express ourselves as masculine or feminine, you know, these are archetypal qualities that all of us have that have traditionally been labeled in a masculine and feminine, you know, label. And maybe someday we'll get away from that. But Again, it's if you don't like putting those labels on it, think of it as that nurturer, that caregiver. That's the part of you that you want to tap into because that way you will never be depleted. You will always be able to give that to yourself rather than having the disappointment of expecting others to give it to you. That way, when others do give it to you, it's sort of icing on your cake, but you already had the cake because you knew that you had those qualities within you. And all you have to do, usually for me, it's simply getting quiet enough. I just have to like, you know, turn off the noise literally externally and internally quiet my mind. Sometimes I'll go get in the shower, that'll help. I'll go walk in nature, that will help. But I just kind of need to still my body and my mind 
and re-access that because it is always there. It's kind of like you don't notice your heart beating, but put, when you put your hand over it, you can feel it. Your heart's always beating, <laughs> but you're not always aware of it. So this part, this nurturing, caregiving, never judgmental, never shaming part of you is there. And it's one of my joys in the work that I do to help people find that within themselves, to help them access that. So I hope that today you will spend a few minutes to be still, get quiet with yourself and find that part of you that is loving and caring and nurturing to you 24 seven. And there's nothing you could ever do to break that. So thank you for joining me today on this episode of Liberate Your People Pleaser. And as always, stay tuned for some announcement and a little show note information where you can get some more tools to help you nurture that part of yourself today. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Liberate Your People Pleaser. Check out today's show notes to get any specific links for today and also to get links for your free resources, a link to find out more about my self-coaching framework, the Solve It Method, and a questionnaire for those of you thinking about working with me one-on-one -on -one called Curious About Coaching. So thank you so much for being with me in this episode. As always, it means the world to me when you put a five-star review on whichever outlet you're listening to this podcast on. And I will see you in the next episode of Liberate Your People Pleaser.